I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. Another episode of Agents of Shield Cast. I am Colonel Chaos, aka Chipsella, and joining me once again, the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? Yeah, it's not too bad. Welcome back. back. Yes, we've been gone pretty much all summer. We, I, 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 I appeared once, and. Happy anniversary, as I found out on Facebook today. This was our... Th three years ago today, you, Allie, and I sat down to do the first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast. Yep, and then me and you sat down and did another, <laughs> I don't know, 150-odd? We gotta be up to... We, <laughs> we gotta be close to 200, dude. I, I, don't, I don't think we'll... Close to 200. I think we're 150 something. We've well, we, I mean, with the seasons of because uh, at one point uh, we have done double episodes. That's two two episodes a week at certain points. We did that yeah, for the we're, whole. We're not, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We're not up to. We're not close to 200 though. Okay. There's a lot of way to go yet. Okay. <laughs> when we're getting there, when, when we're getting there to two hundred, because I, I see I don't count the all those, you know we did all those like little bumper. Yeah, things. true, true, true. I, I don't I don't count those as episodes, and those show up as like, quote unquote episodes in the feed. So true. We, don't, we don't count those. No, so including those, including those were about two hundred, but not including those were we're, we're not there yet. But I will, I will let you know when, uh, when, we're, when we're nearly there. Okay. <laughs> we'll do some sort of special episode. And we'll do an extra podcast that week as well, Chip. Hmm? We'll do an extra podcast that week as well. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Uh, fortunately, we only... Uh, we, we are doing two this week because we're doing this episode, our... Uh, Agents of Shield cast uh, preseason special, and then we will, and then we are less than two days away from uh, the first episode of season four. Yeah, I can't believe how quickly it's come back around. Like, well, uh, I thought I thought we were still weeks out from all of the shows coming back, and uh, and the wife was telling me the other day that oh. 
yeah, we watched Fear the Walking Dead, and she's like, oh, Fear the Walking Dead started back up. We need to watch that. And I'm like, okay. We went to like find the episode, like the episode that we we're on. I'm like, There's four episodes here that we haven't watched. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> so it's apparently been back for like a month already. Wow. I didn't even notice. <laughs> and then we, ha- I mean, then you have things like, uh, well, Gotham comes back this week. Yep. Uh, the CW show shows come back uh, in early October. Um, Lucifer is back this week, which is a show that I highly recommend, and is based on uh, the D, uh, the DC. What's that uh, imprint they have over there? A uh, Vertigo. Vertigo, a Vertigo comic, and yeah. I loved season one of that. If you haven't seen that yet, but and then uh, yeah, actually. In preparation for this uh, year's CW shows, uh, it, it was a comic book day for me. It was Marvel Puzzle Quest all morning, uh, followed by reading uh, the all-new Ghost Rider uh, during football this afternoon. And then uh, after uh, after the Giants won, uh, the wife wanted to watch a television show, and she said she wanted to watch Flashpoint before Flash premieres this uh the season premiere of Flash, because okay. you know everything is going to be based on Flashpoint this year. Mm. Oh, you have you have you finished Flash? Yeah, you finished Flash. I finished Flash. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, he saves his mom at the end, so they're going down the Flashpoint yeah. road. Yep. And you know, I've I've heard rumors like uh, Cisco will be the the Flashpoint Batman. Okay, and weird things cool. like that. So yeah, um, I mean, they can they can do anything like that because they've said that it's only going to be a few episodes, so they can they can fuck around completely without everybody. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Mm. But uh, so we watched the Flashpoint cartoon this afternoon. I actually read cool. all one hundred issues of the comic, including all the the tie-ins. Of that, which that's a lot of tie-ins. Yeah, that was when they were. I mean, that I mean, they still are insane with tie-ins in, in comic books. But I I bought them all digitally and I read the whole thing. And uh, I would say like, probably eighty percent of them were garbage. <laughs> so, but it was interesting. So we, so we watched that. So yeah, it's been pretty much a superhero day here at Casa Chaos. Yeah, do you know, I actually did watch uh, Civil War again tonight. Oh, yeah? Because uh, now that it's out on Blu-ray, the wife hadn't, hadn't seen it yet because I went to see it uh, with, with my work, like, at the midnight launch, and obviously she wasn't there, so uh, she'd never ever gone around to seeing it, so got on Blu-ray and watched it tonight. Um, she really liked the airport scene. I had to explain a, a number of other things to her as to what was going on. Uh, the, the airport scene is, is a big hit. Yeah, the airport scene is one of the best so fights good. probably in comic book uh, movie history. Yeah, it's just so good. <laughs> I could just watch that scene over and over again. They didn't even need to make the rest of the movie. They just play that scene for two hours. I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> but they could have just made a two-hour airport battle and been like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> So. Uh, the the extras on that blue though, pretty garbage. Yeah. No 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 one shot. It's just 
It always bugs me. Yeah, I... some some crap deleted scenes into and like a very short gag reel, and uh, the making of which was just meh. And and that uh, and what was Thor doing? See, that isn't on <laughs> the boundary no? that, that I've got, so I don't think that is on the, uh, the the normal UK release. It might be on the 3D one, but it's not on the, the regular release. Hmm. Uh, see, I think that was just a Comic-Con thing. I don't think that was on the blu You're talking about that, that uh, sort of comedy yeah. clip that they made with, uh, yeah, with his roommate Daryl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this was quite funny, but it it wasn't certainly wasn't on my blurry. We'll have to wait and see if that ends up in the uh, the collector's box set when it eventually appears. Um, uh, I, I guess there was some stories as to whether or not uh, Daryl will actually appear in any of the movies. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, I didn't see. I did see a news story about that. I mean, they could, they could easily throw the actor as, mm -hmm. like, a bit part, but it's not going to be Thor's roommate. Like, this, that was just a silly joke. I don't think they'll make it into anything. Because Thor has his own, like, palace, basically, in Asgard. Mm -hmm. And when he's on... I mean, where does he sleep when he's on Earth? Like, I don't think we've ever seen him like, well, I think have a rest. Really. That's the joke. He, he, he got a roommate. <laughs> he, he, you know, he's in a flat in uh, New York somewhere, and he's just kind of hanging out at uh, cafes and whatnot. No, no, that's in, he's in Australia. And he's Australia. Okay. He's, he's in Australia, because like, obviously the uh, Thor Ragnarok is shooting in mm -hmm. Australia, so he's, his roommate isn't some Australian guy. But um, that, when he was on Earth previously, he would have stayed with Jane, but... Now that Natalie Portman's contract is up, he's not allowed in her bed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's changed the locks. Thor's too polite. He needs to be invited in. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got a little news. Look. I, we since we skipped news last week, we got a little news to cover. Might as well start there. Yeah, yeah, one or two bits and pieces. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the shield stuff after uh, after we do our kind of rundown of last season. Okay. But uh, so the most kind of interesting piece of news for me this week was that Fox somehow got the rights to Stan Lee's movie, like, of Stan Lee's life, which is very bizarre. Like, how does this come about? He he sold the rights to it. I know, but why wouldn't Marvel Studios make this movie? Huh? <laughs> oh, why wouldn't Marvel? Because they yeah. probably weren't offering him enough money. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe it's a make-weight to get the X-Men back to Marvel. <laughs> I always think so. always uh, thinking Marvel probably went we don't really want to make that movie <laughs> like there's enough like there's enough interesting documentaries out there about Stan Lee that are entertaining enough and they actually feature Stan Lee I don't need to see some 
weird action movie about his life because like he's not a particularly action focused dude you know he, like he writes books like I don't see how you make that into an action movie uh, well I think it's going to be uh, you know it's going to be a spoof more than anything and uh, I don't think I'll even want to see that like <laughs> it might be fun not... I mean, he's obviously gonna, he needs to make a cameo on it, so they need to make it pretty soon. Like, he's not—he's quite old. Yeah. He's probably shot his cameo in it already, to be honest. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> but um, yeah. Most of the other news is is about Shield, because obviously Shield is very close to come back, and there's all the Ghost Rider stuff and Trump. trailers and. And whatnot. I, I don't even know if there was there even anything else. I don't know. I, I threw something up there. What was my link to? Hmm, looks like it's an yeah, show. Oh, it's this is the. I guess we can save it for there, uh, for the. For the news section, if we want to do it that way. So yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll save that. You know, I did have like I did pull up a bunch of news stories like yeah for the last show mm. that we were uh, that, that we did and uh, that we didn't do any news so <laughs> so those are gone and like you know <laughs> I don't know where they are but um yeah Spider Man Homecoming still shooting it's, it must be nearly done now apparently they're shooting a, some kind of big helicopter scene so Michael Bay's clearly got involved somewhere cause I don't need helicopters in these movies. We need There's a helicopter in every, in every movie. We always what what's wrong with a helicopter? I don't know. They just I hate like pointless helicopters in movies and TV shows. It's like you could have done without this helicopter. Like the there's helicopters a scene in, are cool. in War. There's a scene in Civil War where like uh Bucky gets in a helicopter and then and then Cap like grabs it and stops it taking off. Mm. It's just to give Cap the this like Hercules pose. Mm. The only reason that scene exists. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, they they had to do a scene where uh, uh, Chris Evans got to show off his packs. The women will tell you that scene is absolutely necessary. Yes, yes. Uh, I, my wife is not complaining watching that. <laughs> um, the guy uh, is cut. You can't you can't deny it. Yes, he's a, a bit of a, a beast in that movie, to be honest. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you hear, uh, did you read this interview uh, this week with uh, Chris Pratt? No. About who he wanted uh, Star Lord to meet? Uh, I don't recall seeing that. So um, they asked him like who he would most like to sort of meet up with in the MCU, and he's like, "Oh, the Punisher." <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I think I did see that. Now that you mentioned yeah. that. So, I mean, if anyone can make it happen, it's Chris Pratt. Just be like, I'm not doing... Do you know what? See if I was, like, if I was in one of these movies and I was, like, a big... Like, a, I'm, like, a big fan. Obviously, like, we're big fans of Marvel. But mm -hmm. if I was a big, like, Marvel star like Chris Pratt is, I would go, okay, well, um, I want a clause in my contract for the next movie that I get to meet up with, blah, blah, such and such a character from the from the TV show, like Coulson. Like I'm not, I'm not doing the movie unless you bring Coulson back, mate. Right? And they would be like, "Well, 
you're the star of the movie, you have to do it, so we have to honour this. They could make it happen. Like Robert Downey Jr. could bring Colson back 100%. Chris Evans, same. Well, uh, Chris Hemsworth as well. Any of these any of these people could just go bloop and make it happen. Marvel would have to bend to their wishes. So this is this is how this is how you get the crossover to happen. Is get one of those guys to go, I want this to happen. Okay. Make, uh, but, so. I'm I'm just trying to figure out how it would make sense. I mean, it, because Star-Lord is part of the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is in a <laughs> galaxy far, far away. Uh-huh. Um, and nowhere near Earth. And nope. last I knew, Punisher doesn't have a rocket ship. He does not, no, he does not. But, I mean, we know that Guardians are going to be in Avengers Infinity War, and we know the Avengers are going to be in it. The Avengers are on Earth right now, so they have to get to wherever the Guardians are, or vice versa somehow, so... It's, it's gonna happen. Yeah, I, you know, I could see maybe if... And we don't even know whether or not they're actually in it or not. Uh, hmm. Or uh, whether the Punisher is in it or not. Uh, I could see a meet-up in Infinity War. Yeah, I, I don't... Like, I would love for it to happen, but I really don't think it's going to, though. But I mean that about, that's about the only place I could see it happening. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, unless somehow Chris Pratt, uh, sorry, Starlord comes back to Earth at some point just to visit. But why would he even go to New York? He's not even from New York, is he? He's no, from, like, I think Midwest. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, wasn't very clear where he was, but no, it did not appear to be New York. Yeah, it was out in the out in the the, the farmland somewhere. So we, but yeah, so why would he just like randomly pop into New York? Unless he was maybe he was going to visit Doctor Strange and Punisher, like saw him and tried to kill him because he looked like a bad guy. I don't know. I don't know. Um... One other one new story that I did want to mention is that uh, the Russos, um, on the uh, audio commentary for the Blu-ray of Captain America, they they said they they talked about Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. And if you remember that um, the first season of Agent Carter, um, Howard said something along the lines of that Steve Rogers is the greatest thing that he ever did at the end of season one. Try that again. So, uh, Howard Stark said mm. that the greatest thing that he ever did was uh, creating Steve Rogers as Captain America. So this obviously plays into the whole thing of like his creation of Captain America was greater than the creation of his son, and that kind of puts them at loggerheads. And we kind of you kind of see that in the movie as well, because like Tony does say to Steve that his dad wouldn't like shop about him. Oh yes, there you, the jealous. There is some uh, jealousy going on there, almost sibling like. Dad always liked you better. Yep. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting that they kind of they they have weaved it in a little bit, and certainly the the Russos are aware of Agent Carr at least for one. 
Well, she has appeared in uh, two Captain America, three Captain or two Captain America movies, and I think she was in, wasn't she in Age of Age of Ultron? Um, she may have been. I can't remember, but she was in all three movies. Well, she was a corpse in uh, Winter's uh, in in, uh, Civil War. There was a picture of her as well. There was a picture. That was about it. <laughs> her likeness was there. She, yes. She may or may not have been in that coffin. We don't know. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure... Uh, what's her name? Was busy filming her new, sh- new show that premieres, I think, this week. Mm, yeah. Haley Atwell. Hmm. Maybe Sexy Sergeant Sella was in the coffin, huh? <laughs> we still awesome. haven't found her body. <laughs> I'm going to say yes, it was definitely <laughs> Sexy Sergeant Sella. <laughs> you gave me the opening there, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Should we get it? Enough stalling, Annie. Is it time to start our uh, annual debacle of trying to do this? Uh, all tw- 22 episodes in 12 minutes? Uh, I think it must be, yeah. Okay, you want to go first? Um, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? Well, I'm already reading two, so you get to go with what you get to start. Tell me when you're ready, and I'll give you a countdown. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Grab your beverage. Okay, I, okay, okay. Okay, I'm ready. All right, in three, two, one, go. Scene three, episode one, called Laws of Nature. Uh, this is where we first meet Joey, the bender of metals. Um, <laughs> uh, we also meet Lash, who attacks Lincoln and Daisy, and the ATCU comes in. I think it's for the first time that we meet them, uh, and Simmons is on this alien weird planet. That's what all happens. You're done? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I don't need any more than that. That's that's the main plot points of that episode. It's right. not the bit. It was going right. Anyway. Okay. And okay. I will do two. Purpose yep. in the machine. Doctor Garner evaluates uh, Gutierrez and deems he's not ready to join the Secret Warriors yet. Grant Ward is looking to rebuild Hydra and recruits Werner von Strucker, son of Baron Wolfgang von Strucker. Uh, Lance Hunter is tasked with hunting down Ward and goes to talk to Melinda May who has left S.H.I.E.L.D. for the last six months uh, because she's having difficulties in her relationships with Garner and Coulson uh, but she eventually... ah, oh, no, 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 there's no more, that's all that happens <laughs> Alright You're out of time, you're out of time I'm out of time, alright Ready? Uh, three, episode two. 3, 2 Sorry, uh, episode 3, I wanted Inhuman uh, the ATCU uh, tried to capture Lincoln, who gets betrayed. He calls uh, he calls Daisy. Coulson meets up with uh, uh, Rosalind and starts his uh, sort of flirting with her. Coulson uh, does end up working with ATCU, and uh, Hunter and maybe meet up with a contact who Hunter has in Hydra, and I'm sure that's where he has he has the weird Fight Club thing. Bam! 
I feel. <laughs> All right, I got four. Devils you know. Three, two, one. Johnson discovers encoded email at the scene of a lash attack and traces it to Dwight Fry, an inhuman who is negatively affect the presence of the inhumans that Lash has been using for, to find his targets. May visit S.H.I.E.L.D. to warn Coulson about Hunter's mission is becoming too personal. Uh, Mac and Johnson uh, are allowed to uh, go with Coulson to check out the uh, what's-her-name's S.H.I.E.L.D. facility, but Lash ambushes their van and kills Fry and injures Mac, but spares Daisy. Who witnesses transforming him into a human. <laughs> Alright. You got five. Okay. Uh, episode five. 4,722 hours. Which is a long time. Uh, this is the episode where Simmons is stuck on an alien planet. For the entire episode. She meets a guy called Will. Who is stranded there. And bangs him. And then uh, comes back. And then wants to go back to save him. <laughs> is that it? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. There is a weird entity on that planet, but yeah. Wow. All right. Among a... Episode <laughs> 6. S.H.I.E.L.D. finds Garner alive after Strucker fled the scene. Hunter is replaced by Morse on the Ward mission. She and May begin tra- tracking Strucker. Uh, since Johnson and Mac never made it to ACT- ATCU facility... Coulson visits it himself while Johnson, Mac, and Hunter believe that Price's right-hand man, Luther Bar- Barnes, may be lashed. They find Barks, Banks, knock him out, talk, talk, take some blood, and sneak a camera into the facility in which he is headed. As an analysis proves that Banks is not an inhuman, they realize that they are at the ACTCU facility and Coulson... <laughs> ATCC? Yeah, ATC. Don't interrupt me! Five-second bonus. And witness Coulson seeing a captured inhuman arrive in suspended animation. <laughs> okay, time is definitely. That's a good one. I like that. The ACDC TCU. Yeah, the ACDC. The ACDC. There we go. Ready? That's a much better name. Yeah, cool. Okay, episode seven Chaos Theory, the episode that's named after you, Chip. Uh, we see May confronting uh, Garner because also we found out that he was Lash and he explains how he became Lash because he opened some book and there was Terrigen Mist in it and he, he's, we found out he's an inhuman. Um, the inhuman abilities that he gained basically transform into Lash and uh, he it, it gives him this compulsion to go around killing people. Shame, poor lad. Uh, Coulson meets the president. Oh my god, the same president from Iron Man 3. And Coulson Banks Price. The most important part of the episode. Of course, yes. (laughs) And what? Oh, okay. All right, uh, episode eight. Many heads, one tail. Malik knows that Ward wants access to Strucker's vaults, sends people there to kill him. Ward kills all the men and gets into the vault. Uh, Hunter and Morse enter. The ACDC disguised as FBI agents, a security breach triggered by Garner's containment module. Morse discovers ACDC is is keeping in humans and is trying to make more, not cure them. Coulson confronts Price. She doesn't know anything about it. Um, Malik has been been running that on the side. Ward breaks into the vault and is confronted by an impressed Malik as Fitz and Simmons realize that Daniels was sent through the portal by Hydra as a sacrifice. 
You just, you just doesn't want to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I just talk over you, so I can't hear you. <laughs> nope, time's up. And it's like, nope, I'm still going. Okay, <laughs> okay uh, episode nine. Uh, Colson and Price have a dinner date, which goes very badly and ends with uh, Ward murdering uh, Rosalind Price in Colson's arms. Very sad. Uh, Matt Mac becomes the interim director of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Coulson goes out for revenge to try and kill Ward, basically. Uh, they end up going to this English castle to find this Hydra base. Um, Gutierrez and Campbell get cleared for field duty and they mobilise their S.H.I.E.L.D. for a rescue mission. Hydra opens the magic portal to the uh, to the alien world and Ward leads Hydra through it along with Fitz to, uh, to this alien world. <laughs> Oh, Colton, Colton does his Captain America dive. Okay. <laughs> Important shit. Yes. Okay. Maveth, uh, winter finale. Fitz and Daniels convince Ward that they will need him to find the exit to the exit point. Max sends May and the Secret Warriors to infiltrate the castle and secure the portal room. Simmons escapes herself after Campbell shuts down Hydra's power and discovers a bunch of... Inhumans, Malik has gathered into an army. Garner and Simmons agree to unleash Lash, and he slaughters all the everybody in the castle. Fitz and Daniels lead Ward to the ruins. Yada yada yada. At the uh, at the end, Coulson kills uh, Grant Ward, and Fitz kills uh, the well, the entity. And uh, then uh, the final scene. Uh, we see Ward has somehow made it through the portal and the entity has entered his body. Venom Ward. Yes. Venom Ward. There we go. Zombie Ward. There we go. Psycho Ward. Ta-da. Thank you, people. I'll be here all week. Ready? <laughs> yes. Uh, episode 11, Bouncing Back. Uh, the shield agents go to Bogota to investigate an inhuman who stole some weapons from the police. This woman, Elena Rodriguez, is a yo-yo. Uh, she can sort of bounce back and forward. Uh, she can move like between one heartbeat, some weirdness like that. Uh, basically, she was destroying these weapons to stop the, the corrupt police officers from using them. Uh, Coulson uses the machine that restored his memories on Baron Strucker, who is now uh, a vegetable, after his torturousness. And... Yo yo. Let's go again. <laughs> you join the secret wars. <laughs> and here we go with episode twelve, the inside man. Tal yeah, Talbot and Coulson uh, meet the delegates uh, at a symposium on Inhumans. Uh, Crusher Creed, the absorbing man, is back as Talbot's bodyguard. Um, yeah, what else happens this episode? They discover that the Australian government has captured an inhuman, Eden Fersey, for experimentation. Talbot turns to Coulson when Malik arrives, the latter convincing the delegates that Coulson is Hydra and they should carry out their plans of building an inhuman sanctuary. Um, May saves Talbot's son, allowing him to leave Coulson without fear for his family. Hunter and Morse follow Malik to Russia. A, uh, agents rescue Fessy and, Hi and Hive restores Ward's corpse to its full strength by sacrificing several humans. That was a brutal scene at the end of that episode, remember? Because he just, like, sort of left all these skeletons. Yes, he feasted. 
he feasted this, absorbed all their molecules. Uh, episode 13, Parting Shot. Uh, so this is the episode which was the backdoor pilot for um, Marvel's Most Wanted, which did not get picked up. Uh, which basically, this episode was entirely about uh, Bobby and Hunter following Malik to a decommissioned facility in Siberia where they had to... Uh, they got embroiled in a real bad situation with this Russian delegate guy, Anton Petrov. And he, uh, there was a guy, I think it was him, <laughs> Anton Petrov, ended up dying. And uh, they ended up being, uh, they ended up having to renounce S.H.I.E.L.D. basically and go uh, and, and leave the organization. Um, this is the one where they, at the end they all go to the bar and they all have a shot in secret. <laughs> All right. That was a good episode. It was. Sad and pointless in the end. but Because mm. <laughs> apparently at ABC, uh, it became, the, the pilot became Marvel's least wanted. <laughs> All right. 14, Watchdogs. Mac uh, goes and hangs out with his brother when an online hate group called the Watchdog uses Howard Stark developed uh, tech to do a uh, terrorist attack on the ACDC. Coulson suspects former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Felix Blake. Uh, and Ruben becomes disillusioned with Mac when he leaves to investigate the watchdog base. Ruben is his brother. Uh, but Mac is able to uh, mend fences when he uh, fends off the group uh, that uh, fend his, save his brother from the watchdogs. Uh, all right. Okay, episode 15, Space Time. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. picks up an emergency call about Johnson and uh, they find the caller who was shown a vision of his own death by this inhuman guy, Charles Hinton. He then shows a vision to Daisy, which is a vision that we saw earlier in the season and we'll see later in the season of someone dying in a, he in a helicopter, uh, sorry, in a Quinjet explosion. Um... Do you know what? I don't even think much has happened in this episode. Okay. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. <laughs> yeah, this was, these were the ones that kind of dragged a little bit. Mm. So, all right. Episode 16, Paradise Lost. Uh, Malik, Malik finds out or knows that his dad used a trick, so he never became the traveler and got stuck going to uh, the, the Malveth. Uh, because he had uh, a secret rock, so he was never there. And Malik used the same trick and it sent his brother in his pl and sacrificed his brother to go there. His brother became one of Hive's entities and comes back and basically kills Malik. Um, Gaiera is uh, captured, who is uh, uh, Hive's uh, right hand uh... man. All right. Malik doesn't die in that episode. No? No, <laughs> he dies later. I thought... It, no, he definitely doesn't die there. He, he dies later. Oh, that's right. His, him, his, his, yeah. No, Hive kills his daughter. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Hive yeah, kills Hive his kills daughter. his daughter. That, that's much worse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, interesting, just an interesting little aside there. Um, you see the, the little stone that mm -hmm. he has? My uh, one one of my mates who watches Shield as well. He uh, I was I was down at his house like a couple of months ago, and he pulls he pulls out a stone. And he's like, "Look what I found!" And I'm like, 
my god, you found the stone from Shield. <laughs> I like gave me this. They gave me this stone. It's like it looks a bit like the, the stone, and it's got a notch in it and everything. So I've I, I've kept that. <laughs> nice. So I have that just in case. Just in just case. Just in case I ever end up in that situation. It's very handy to have a stone with a notch in it. <laughs> Ready. So episode uh, seventeen, the team. So this is the this is basically the episode where the Secret Warriors get together, uh, which is Yo Yo. Quake, Lincoln, Sparkplug, and uh, the Bending Man, Joey. The Bending Man. Is this, I don't, I, we need to give it. He needs a proper code name. Um, but yeah, basically they go on the first mission together and they have to... Re- I even forget who they have to rescue. But Joey ends up killing Lucio and... Uh, basically at the end of the episode, we find out that Daisy had been controlled by Hive and ended up almost destroying the shield base. <laughs> Okay. <coughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> <coughs> Four episodes to go, and I'm dying. <clears throat> All right, let's see if I can get through this one without choking. This uh, episode eighteen: the singularity uh, escaping the base mostly in harm shield now knows that Johnson could have killed them all and believes that there is hope in freeing her from Hive. Fitz and Simmons seek out uh, transhumanist Holden Ratcliffe, who is the guy that's going to make Ava this season, the LMD. Uh, Hive turns uh, the the ginger ninja into, uh, possesses the ginger ninja and kills her off, basically. Uh, And uh, Fitz and Simmons uh, do the deed. Did they actually do the deed? I can't remember. We it is a it is implied. It's implied. It is yeah. implied. That's always most the most important part of the episode. Is, you know which characters got together in that episode. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um. Episode nineteen failed experiments. So Radcliffe's uh, Radcliffe tries to make humans into inhumans, but he fails because he requires Cree blood. <laughs> Um, Fitz and Simmons try to make a potential inhuman cure, but they uh, they don't manage to to do it. They try to do it with Lincoln, it doesn't work. Um, Daisy ends up in this episode. Be, she's been controlled by Hive at this point. She ends up giving her blood uh, because she has the Cree like part Cree blood in her from the GH three two five, and she ends up giving her blood to go to Radcliffe's experiment. For making in, uh, making humans into inhumans. <laughs> Alright. Twenty Emancipation. This is the one that is after Captain America's Civil War. The Sokovia uh, Accords have been signed. Uh, Cal- Talbot wants Coulson to give up his Secret Warriors files. He doesn't want to do that. Radcliffe. Uh, uh, is doing experiments for Hive, trying to, uh, as they uh, horrifically mutate into primitive humans, but do fall under Hive's sway, prompting him to proceed with the ultimate plan to use a warhead stolen from the ACDC to spread Radcliffe's new pathogen around the world and transform all humans into alpha primitives. Campbell contacts Johnson. Uh, uh, Only thing that uh, Lash frees Daisy. Or Scott, yeah, Daisy from uh, Hive Sway and dies. Yeah. It was a good ending for Lash, actually. Yep. 
he got a bit of uh, what's the word? <laughs> he got a bit of not retribution, like I forget the word. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late for big words. But yeah, he got. I, I honestly want to remember this this word, and I forget what it is. Absolution. Anyway, yes, that's it. Yes, for his uh, for his like bad act, he's done something good at least. Well, good because it's also the name of the episode you're about to do in three, two, one. Okay, <laughs> so twenty-one absolution. Uh, she keeps Daisy contained while she's uh, showing some withdrawal symptoms because obviously she lost a connection to Hive, but she does give them intel uh, to find the base which Hive is attempting to launch the warhead from. Uh, Shield is able to disable the rocket with a team of agents that infiltrates the base, and they also they also get Radcliffe out. Uh, they can't they can't reverse the process of these people becoming primitives. These are the watchdogs that get turned into the Inhumans that are like basically kind of zombie dog things. Gary and James steal the warhead. Well, Shields is focused on locating it, and uh, they end up releasing some of Radcliffe's pathogen. Some agents transform into primitives. At the end of the episode, Johnson does escape and confronts Hive, but asks him to take her back again. Take me back, please, Grant, please. Alright, and th this will be the end of this debacle, ready? <laughs> Three, two, one, ascension. That little weasel, pain in the ass, whiny piece of shit, Lincoln dies. The end. <laughs> and I am happy. Oh, and uh, Sky goes rogue. Uh, Coulson is demoted to normal agent, and that's six months after they killed the weasel. Yeah, I mean, really, like that—that that is the kind of most important stuff that happens in that episode. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, true. You hit on those points, like the and and Hive dies as well. So, if you don't think this is the most definitive recap for season three out there. You know, the only way that you will get even more information anywhere on the interwebs about season three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., go watch the fucking season. The DVDs are out, people. You can be at season three at, at Best Buy. Or, alternatively, if you don't want to do that or if you've already seen it and just want a, a, a proper full recap, go back and listen to in the entirety of season three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast. We have covered every single episode in great detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, I guess that's another option. Yeah. That, that's why we do. That's why we do these kind of brief things, yeah. just to kind of get ourselves back into the mindset of Shield. And the weasel is dead. Not, that, uh... That's the most important thing. <laughs> the weasel. The weasel is dead. Do you know? I, I did like Lincoln. I couldn't stand that weasel. I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did like Lincoln, but yeah, I mean, his story arc was done. Like they, they didn't have anywhere else to take him. It was a whiny piece of shit. <laughs> I think they kind of wrote themselves into a corner with him, and yeah, you know, they just killed both of Daisy's boyfriends. They're like, "Well, we we need to give her a new love interest. Let's just get rid of these two. So. Maybe in the next season, maybe it will be her love interest. Crazy Andy theory. There we go. <laughs> All right, Andy. Yep. That was, so that was season three. So obviously, obviously, let, let's just kind of start off from from that point. We've had a six month time jump now. Yep. And we've got a new director of Shield for one, which I, I forget the guy's name, but I think they've just called him the director at this point. We don't actually know his name. 
even in the promos, they've just said the director. Yes, they have not given a name I, yet. Yeah. And, and it, that's kind of been, well, yes, they're keeping it all a, a surprise. I assume we're yes. going to meet, we, well, we know who's playing him. It's the voice of yep. Batman in the Justice League movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason O'Mara. Mm-hmm. And he's been on a bunch of television shows. And usually when he's in a television show, it gets canceled. <laughs> so, okay, something to look forward to. <laughs> Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll kill him off first. He he is the Grim Reaper of tel- of uh, network television. So, well, I mean, if you think about this, uh, every director of Shield that we've seen in the MCU at this point has died, quote unquote. Okay, I'll give you that. Because we've only seen two, like Fury and Coulson, and both of these have have died. True, certainly. In terms of like the public, anyway, because remember Fury had a gravestone and all that. True. <coughs> and also we saw Coulson die and come back. So, um, the, I had that one other news story. I don't know where we we can probably we can probably squeeze it in somewhere in here as we talk. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so we have a new director. Sky's on the run. Mac and Coulson are chasing after him. Uh, mm. sort of lethal weapon, you know, sort of like a buddy cop thing, but lethal weapon is is on another se- uh, network this season as a television series. Lethal weapon is? Yeah, they're doing uh, lethal, lethal weapon, weapon on TV Fox. Show? Oh, okay. I didn't. I, I take it it's not like Mel Gibson. No, no, it's not Mel. Okay. It's two new guys, and yeah. I want to say like Jamie Fox is one of them or something. I I don't know. I can really. Probably, I'll do a little looking. I, it can't be Jamie Fox, surely. He's he's probably he's too big an actor. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a Wayans. Like <laughs> okay, okay, that this adds a totally different spin to it. Yeah, I mean it's it's something like that. Uh, let's see if I meet the cast. Now that you're asking. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Damon Wayans is playing uh, okay. Murtaugh and. Clayne Crawford is playing Riggs. I don't know who Clayne Crawford is, but yeah, no. Damon Wayans is playing uh, Murtaugh. So. I don't think I need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll get that one a mess. So, but yeah, you know, we have our own lethal weapon going on right over here in Agents of Shield this this week this, uh, this season. This will be yeah, this will be a much, much better, better version yep. of Lethal Weapon. Yep. The, the Mac and Coulson team yep. up yep. like. I, I want it to, to do good. And I want Mac to have his shotgun axe thing regularly. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where they're going this season. Are we doing a buddy cop thing? Or, I mean, the, the other thing that we do know, and it's going to be part, you know, you can't watch uh, anything on ABC right now without seeing uh, the the teaser commercials for agents of shield which is great we need all they need all the press thing and promotion that they can get um but the other big thing uh this season is the ghost rider is going to be there so yes and joe you know, i just want to say a couple of things about mm-hmm. the, the ghost rider coming in right um i think it's actually a really smart move for them because it's a character that they're, they weren't using 
and they seemingly had no plans to use him in in any other form, like to make because obviously he's had a couple of movies that basically failed because they were essentially box office flops and big big critical flops with uh, Nicolas Cage. And like I, I only watched the first one and it was pretty much garbage. Uh, and then the second one I've heard is much worse than it. I did not, I did not bother to watch it. Um, but what what it has done for Shield is it's got a lot of people just like talking about the show because I've heard a lot of people that talking about like this Ghost Rider coming in that, that I've never heard them talk about Shield before. So there's got a bit of buzz going around the show again, which they didn't have quite so much of for last season because last season and the season before really has all been about the Inhumans, which is only it's only kind of big if you're into like like the comic books so much and. Uh, obviously, if you've been into Shield from the mm. start, you kind of know what's what's going on with that. But like Ghost Rider is a name that people recognise, unfortunately because of those movies. But they do go, oh yeah, Ghost Rider. I know who that is. Like it's in their head, and they go, like it's an iconic character. You like you think Ghost Rider, and you think this flaming skull guy. Like yep. you know what that is, and you're like, oh, I'd I'd like to see that done now and done well, which is what the MCU has been all about, and the TV shows and the 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 movies. So. People are like excited to get to see what they do with him in the, in the TV show, and obviously it's it's the different version of Ghost Rider, fair enough. Yeah. But it's still Ghost Rider, and like from what they've showed in the promos and stuff, like the character himself, not, fair enough, he doesn't have a bike, he's got a car, but the character himself, like he looks fucking cool. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think it it is a recognizable name, and you know without you know without seeing Thor or Iron Man or Captain America on a regular basis in the show, which isn't going to happen. We may never see them. We may see them all the first episode. You know, there is that, uh, <laughs> there's that rumor that, uh, there, there is a, an Avengers, uh, cameo or something in this episode. It'll probably be lame, but Hey, what we'll take what we can get at this point. Um, so, I think you're right. I mean, the Ghost Rider is probably about as big a recognizable name for the show that they can get. I'm I'm racking my brain thinking who else could they that they have the rights to that they could use. Maybe maybe Blade would be the other one. That would be the about the only other one that uh, would work. Obviously, if they it can't happen, but something like you know uh, a Daredevil. A Daredevil or Luke Cage would be a nice cameo or crossover, yeah. but that's probably not happening. Um, so using the Ghost Rider is probably the biggest bankable name that they have right now. And uh, this... I, I, I was uh, going through my t-shirt, t-shirt drawer the other day, and I found my Secret Warriors t-shirt that I bought last... Uh, last year at comic-con it's sort of like the shield kind of the shield logo but it's a secret warriors on it it's like yeah that was a big bust wasn't it um it, it really was yeah you know and quake doesn't you know doesn't have the name recognition that ghost rider is we did get some quote-unquote uh superhero action with uh wussy boy and quake and uh uh <coughs> the melter guy and yo-yo but I mean, they weren't. A, it wasn't done enough, and B, none of them are recognizable characters 
to the public at large. Like you said, at least Ghost Rider had two crappy movies. Um, so yeah. hopefully this might lead to a couple of other uh, cameos and more Marvel references down the road. And I'm going to do a bit of a primer on Ghost Rider in a minute. And there's a couple other interesting tie-ins that uh, I don't even, I don't think you realize, Andy. So, uh, but okay. it, it gets it gets interesting. But yeah, so we have that. Um, and like I said, hopefully, it's the spark that the show needs. And yep. but I still really, you know. So are we going supernatural? Are we going Inhumans? Are we going Lethal Weapon? You know, uh, it seems like we're going in a lot. We're just kind of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. So Mm. hopefully it coalesces into something that is fairly decent. I hope so. I mean, we don't, we really hope that it's not like Mm. disjointed. If it ends up being disjointed with like all these bits of stories everywhere, then it's, it's going to end up being a mess. But I think that they seem to be on the right tracks. Like, have, have you watched the kind of promos that they've been putting out this week? I've seen a few of them, and they seem to be focusing on uh, Ghost Rider mainly. But you know, what what we're forgetting about is the their whole storyline with the LMDs and the you know, which is taken from mm-hmm. the Squadron Supreme comics mm-hmm. with uh, the Mad Scientist dude. Yeah, I mean, they, they do have enough time to do all these stories. I mean, like we sometimes forget that they've got like twenty hours odd of. Uh, of TV to fill, so there's a lot of stories that they can tell in that in that space. It's not like a movie where you're ha- having to shoehorn everything mm. into two hours. Mm. See, but okay, Daredevil has only 13 episodes, mm. and Jessica Jones. And in fact, I was reading something. I was reading some uh, forum today about Jessica Jones. I think it was. I think it was something. It was in somebody posted something in the Agents of Shield uh, Facebook page. Uh, that mm-hmm. said, that said, you know, Jessica Jones probably was three episodes too long, and I think you and I agree to that. That they kind of all of a sudden yeah. uh, tried to expand the ser- the story, and Daredevil season two, maybe an episode. You could have cut an episode or two out of there, maybe to an extent. Some of the stuff uh, seemed to be filler, but at the same time, you're also using. Season two as a very long backdoor pilot for the Punisher. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, th- so they use 13 episodes. Marvel has, or S.H.I.E.L.D. has 22. It works, but I, you know, hopefully we, while you might have, hopefully they kind of stick to one story with maybe little hooks and side bits for stories that come after it uh but it'll be interesting to see see where things are we also uh, it's six months after the quote-unquote terrigen bomb mm-hmm. so you know was anybody affected probably not uh but you still have the the fit the fish can fish oil contaminant to deal with and there's going to be people popping up and it's not, and so and then you have the new director who may be taking shield in an entirely different direction so i'm excited i'm nervous um but i just i just can't wait for tuesday night plus the fact that the shield is now a public company again 
Yeah. Like, uh, they're not operating in the shadows anymore. That's why Coulson can't be the director because he's dead in the public's eyes. So he can't be the face of it. So they've had to get this other guy in. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all works out. And now that I read, a, I read a, a bit about people talking about where Shudo's where been getting their money from. And seemingly it's like the last couple of seasons, whilst they've been in the shadows, it's been money that Fury had sort of shriveled away for a, for a rainy day. And obviously like Coulson's smart budgeting and, and whatnot is... He built a helicarrier. I think a lot of that money's (laughs) gone. Those ain't cheap. Yeah, yeah. But I'm still saving for mine. (laughs) Yeah, me too. The Lego helicarrier is not cheap. Um, But now that they're back in the the public eye, they are now like a legit government organization again. So they're obviously government funded again. So it'll be interesting to see what gets cut (laughs) in the the spending program. And I hope Talbot's in it. I really hope Talbot's in it. He was always my favorite. Uh, I, I mean, I would I would like to see him become uh, a uh, regular. Yeah. Like, do you mean as, as like part of the team yeah. or the shoot team? Yeah. Or at least part of the cast. Yeah. I mean, he's been quite a recurring guest. He's been in quite a few episodes now, so. I do like Talbot, he's funny. Yeah. And I'm going to uh, the place that we uh, I usually get a lot of my news, which is shieldtv.net, and they don't have uh, a synopsis or a cast list for episode one up, so I don't know if he's in it or not. You know, they, that website has actually not been as good recently for, for posting stuff. I think they've kind of gone dark a little I, bit. I think it's dead. Yeah, they've not put many episodes up anytime recently. So, eh, not episodes. There, not many postings up recently. I think the last one they put up was just for uh, San Diego Comic Con. So it may maybe away, but uh, comic book movie is where I tend to. Yeah, comicbookmovie dot com is where I tend to go for most of my uh, comicy news story stuff. They're pretty good. They post things like every day. Okay. So. Uh... If you while while I'm talking, you can probably you could look up to see if they uh, have uh, anything on uh, the on the cast list and whether Coulson is there. Um, one of the other things uh, that we do have coming up in the first half of this season, um, which we haven't discussed yet, is the tie-in or lack thereof between. Shield and the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, mm. and I found an article which I put up the other day: uh, how Agents of Shield will cross over with Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and they are very cagey and cute about it. But what it basically says is it ain't. I mean, you can read it and uh, check it out. Uh, but it's basically the same questions that our team is exploring leading up to the premiere of Doctor Strange. Perhaps some of those concepts will be reflected in the movie and then carried through. Hopefully some mm-hmm. of the questions that we're, that we're asking will be answered by it and then pose some new questions and themes and ideas for us to explore. Mm. So, yeah, there's, there's no crossover. <laughs> it's thematically tied. That's yes. Like, you yeah. might as well say it's not tied. 
Yes. Like, yeah, the, the events of that movie are not going to affect us. Pretty okay, much. That's fine. And we're not going to have any effect <laughs> on the movie. No, no. So, yeah, that's that's fine. They can they can do that. Um, there is like a heavy rumor going about that Doctor Strange is going to be in Thor Ragnarok, though, which is which would be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we kind of spoke about that briefly before because yeah. there is there was a set photo where Thor had a card with Doctor Strange's address on it. So it would be very smart for them to do that. I think a smart uh, that's a really smart crossover to do because they're both kind of they're quite mystical. Like Thor's kind of mm. magically mystical sort of thing, and uh, obviously Doctor Strange is entirely magical and mystical. Okay, uh, I. Because I, uh, I think that, uh, I kind of disagree with you there, and this is why, because they've kind of explained that Thor isn't a god. They're not, you know, they're not gods or uh, immortals or anything like that. They're an alien race. So they've kind of taken the mysticism yeah. out of Asgard. It's just another alien planet, far, far away. This, this is true, but I mean, there is a bit of mysticism and stuff around his hammer. Mm. Because uh, obviously they say whomsoever will be worthy shall hold the power of Thor. Thor can lift the hammer with ease and chuck it about and stuff, and no one else can except Vision. And I mean, Thor is Thor is strong, but like, he's not as strong as the Hulk, and the Hulk can't lift the hammer. So there's definitely mysticism stuff going on with there, like some sort of magical charm on that hammer. And if you remember in uh, in the uh, the treasure chamber or tre- treasure vault or the the treasure room of mm-hmm. Asgard, you remember the Infinity Gauntlet was there, and like they they had the Eye of Agamotto and all that stuff in in there as well. So it's definitely tied. There's a bit of tie in there. Mm. So. So. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying they, they kind of took they kind of took Thor from being a mystical, um, you know, sort of a mystical theme to more of a cosmic uh, alien theme. I guess might be the way to put it. Yeah, they did they did a little bit, yeah. But I mean, if you remember from uh, Age of Ultron, where we left Thor was that he was going off in search of more answers to do with Infinity Gems, yeah. basically, and he's going back to Asgard obviously to research it more and going kicking about the nine realms chances are he can come back and speak to Doctor Strange to find out about what the fuck is going on because Doctor Strange assuming assuming that he's like got ability got his powers and stuff by the time which he will because yeah Doctor Strange is out soon and Thor's next year um, Thor can go to him and go what the fuck is this what are these gems how do they work like how do I find them? What do they do? Yeah. All right. Back to S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. So, uh, all right. So we kind of, so, oh. I mean, that's all we really know about the season so far. Um, but like we said, the big news is that the Ghost Rider will be at least in a few episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. this year. We yes. don't know how and many. He has... He's definitely going to be in episode one, so in the, in yep. the premiere, we're going to get to see him. Um, someone who is not in the premiere episode, however, is Talbot. Talbot's not in it. Okay. Bummer. He will show up at some point. I hope so. So, all right. So, I, one of the, since a lot of people might not know the history of the Ghost Rider, 
we figured we would do a quick primer. Now, there have been multiple Ghost Riders. And we're we're gonna start back. We're gonna go way. We're gonna go way, 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 way back. Apparently, there was a Ghost Rider back in the '40s, and I did not know this until we were looking at the wiki today. And uh, we don't know much about him, but that he was uh, in a Western comic uh, written by Ray Crank and artist Dick Ayers, who is a famous comic book artist. No, I don't, is he the one that's famous for Donald Duck as well? I can't remember. Um, I, I don't know. I've never heard of him before. Oh, Golden Age, classic. I th- uh, maybe maybe he had a lot to do with the Batman. Okay. But uh, classic Golden Age comic artist, uh, very famous. And anyways, uh, so there was a Western Ghost Rider in 1949 by Magazine Enterprises, and in he appeared in issue number 11 of Tim Holt. Hmm. The character appeared in horror-themed Western stories through the run of Tim Holt, Red Mask, and A1 Comics up until the institution of the Comics Code Authority, which I believe was, don't hold me to this, I think 1953 or 54. That's when uh, they had government hearings on what was in the comic books, Frederick Fred Wortham, a psychologist, uh, did a uh, paper called "The Seduction of the Innocent" and blamed comic books for and rock and roll for why kids were turning were so fucked up back then. What would he think of kids now? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, in order to pre- before government regulation came in, the comic book publishers got together, came up with a a uh, set of guidelines as to what could and could not be in comic books and pretty much neutered them from about 1950 till uh, the late 80s. And uh, a lot of uh, when comic book stores became prevalent. I did, I, I did a, my senior thesis on comic book history and the economics, so I know a little bit about this shit. Um, but uh, basically... Most distributors, drugstores, anywhere that comic books were sold in the 50s, 60s, 70s, uh, they would not stock comic books that did not uh, have the Comics Code Authority label on them. Hmm. And so uh, it wasn't until the beginning of the direct market where comic book stores were distributed comics were being distributed directly to comic book stores uh, that uh, the independent publishers like Dark Horse and Image and First um, these are just names coming to my that I can think of off the top of my head uh, were able to uh, not worry about getting their comics approved by the comics code and could show bondage and women tied up on the covers and busty women and uh, have drug and sex references uh, a little more prevalent than they did uh, in uh, the mainstream Marvel, DC, Archie, Charlton comic books. So It's actually, it's actually a good thing that that happened mm-hmm. because there's been, like, those... Uh, like independent comic book uh, companies have actually come up quite a lot 
in recent years and like, i mean you look like image does like walking dead mm-hmm. and uh and whatnot and uh the those ones are arguably well they're maybe not as big as marvel and dc but they're massive like you look at the walking dead like just as, as the prime example look how much money that mm-hmm. tv show and comic book makes now like these uh these have been responsible for like driving kind of creativity in comics and They've probably pushed DC and Marvel over the edge a little bit. I <laughs> made them reboot and reboot and reboot and reboot. I, I just read some. Uh, I read an article this afternoon. It might be over at Comic Book Geek or something like that. Uh, they they had the list of the top fifty selling comics uh, for the month of August. Mm-hmm. Marvel only had three, I think, in the top forty. Yeah, and how many did DC have? A shitload. I mean, okay. <laughs> I, it, it was ninety percent was DC, and I honestly wasn't looking at independence. But they also are in the middle of their rebirth thing, so there was uh, at least twenty number ones, ones out. Yeah. The only the only comic book, Marvel comic book in the top ten was Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Everything else was like Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad and. Uh, a bunch of DC number ones. All right, so back to Ghost Rider. <laughs> so yes, there was a 1940s version of the Ghost Rider that probably none of us have ever seen. There was one uh, that started in 1967 when the trademark ran out. Marvel uh, copyrighted the the name and created a, a very similar to the Ghost Rider that was in. Magazine Enterprise. In fact, Dick Ayers, I believe, did some of the art on it. Yes. Um, in 1967, created the Western Ghost Rider. And I actually have a few issues of this because I remember finding them uh, like at a tag sale or something, and I grabbed them all because he looked like a cool character. And it was, it was a series of people. I'm just going to give a couple names because it'd be interesting to see if uh, any of these uh, actually end up in, uh, you know, if there's any name dropping this uh, season. Uh, Carter Slade is the first uh, Ghost Rider, and he was the one in uh, issue one, and apparently he died within uh, the first few issues. His... uh, Huh? The, he was he was in the uh, the Ghost Rider movie. Uh, Carter Slade. He was the the predecessor to the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider in the move in that movie universe, and he was depicted as like sort of the Phantom Rider, but okay. on uh, he was a skeleton in a cowboy outfit riding a, a flaming horse skeleton. And in, I think they said that the horse actually had like phosphor paint on it. <laughs> in in the comic what? book, Pete? yeah. Okay, okay, right. That that's how they made the the horse glow or something. But okay. Car- Carter Slade was the first Ghost Rider, and apparently he died, um, in uh, very early on. Then uh, Jamie Jacobs took over uh, his. Uh, okay, so Carter Slade died in Western Gunfighters number seven. Jamie Jacobs, his sidekick, takes over the mantle then. Uh, he dies. Then his brother, Lincoln Slade, becomes uh, 
the third Ghost Rider and is driven mad. And he is the one that there <coughs> appears in West Coast Avengers. The, uh, the original West Coast Avengers with Mockingbird and Hawkeye. And there's a storyline where they go back in time. And he basically rapes Mockingbird. And she... Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, uh, and uh, he kidnaps her and kind of roofies her. And uh, at the... And then uh, at some point, he is, like, holding on. He, he falls off a ledge and is holding on, and she lets him fall to his death. <laughs> Uh, this bothers Bobby. At this point, she and Hawkeye have actually been married. Mm. And later on, you know, uh, she confesses to Hawkeye what happened and what she did. And that, that is, uh, the seeds to their divorce. Okay. Okay. Um, then, uh, recently there have been multiple, uh, recent Ghost Riders from from this lineage, including Hamilton Slade, J.T. Slade, and Jamie Slade, and uh, at one at some point they stopped calling him the Ghost Rider because they came up with the flaming motorcycle dude, which we'll get into in a second. But uh, and for a while he was known as Knight Rider, but since he didn't have a talking car, they eventually changed his name to the Phantom Rider. So that is who uh, is now now uh, he is now known as the Phantom Rider, and he still appears. Uh, he was in the 2010 Hawkeye Mockingbird series, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess uh, he's he's appeared in the Ultimate Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six. And yes, as you said, uh, he was uh, Carter Slade, known as the Caretaker. Uh, was in the 2007 Ghost Rider film. It is worth noting that uh, J.T. Slade, mm-hmm. also known as James Taylor James in the in the comic books, is uh, Hellfire, who we have seen in, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. already. He's the guy, who, uh, James with Jane. That's right. I and he, he was a member that. of the Secret Warrior, Warriors in the comic books. And obviously, uh, we haven't seen him in the Secret Warriors in the TV show because he's been a bad guy. So, but he was, I suppose, under the influence of Hive because he was an Inhuman and whatnot. So, don't know if we'll, we'll probably see him back. And will he be like part of the team somehow? Don't know. Well, uh, as you said, he was—he actually was in the Secret Warriors comic. He was a member of it, and he is revealed to be. Uh, in episode or issue sixteen, a Hydra double agent, and later Nick Fury allows him to fall to his death. Yep, that would be good. I would like to see that. <laughs> so, and he he was a good character in that one. All right, so that that's the that's the wet horror western original Ghost Rider. So before before he had a motorcycle, he had a horse. Then in 1972, they reinvented the character using Johnny Blaze, who was a stunt motorcycle rider for a circus, who uh, sold his soul to Mephisto so that uh, his mentor, 
could perform some crazy motorcycle stunt. And in exchange for his soul, the, uh, his mentor does pull off the stunt, but then has a heart attack the following night. <laughs> and that's what happens when you make a deal with the devil. But now uh, a demon has been bonded to Johnny Blaze's bo- uh, body, visage, uh, and shares hit the body with him. And that is your motorcycle uh, skull on fire ghost rider that everybody knows. And he's the spirit of vengeance and he has the penance stare. And he has, uh, and he likes to throw around chains and knives on chains and ride motorcycles on fire. And he was the ghost rider the the or he still is the ghost writer actually and his comic uh went into the early 80s mm-hmm. and then um the comic book folded uh you know he would appear here and there and then they came up with Danny Ketch who was the second ghost writer and part of uh, Marvel tried to do some horror imprint with um, Blade, Ghost Rider, a couple other characters. I can't remember. Something Darkness, Agents of Darkness or something to that effect. And they uh, rebooted with this guy. More or less the same type of thing. Uh, because he could... Uh, he was basically another spirit of vengeance. I believe it was the same demon, Zarathos that was in him and he took over the mantle for a while and I think he was killed could be I mean you know comic books they kill off people and bring them back so many times it's it's very hard to keep track of who's alive at any given time so uh and I, I honestly don't know what happened to Danny Ketch, but the the next one, and this is the most recent uh, reboot, and the one that is going to be in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is Robbie Reyes. And I actually read all 12 issues of the all-new Ghost Rider, and I think it came out in 2014. Sound about mm-hmm. right? Uh, I believe so, Yes. 2013. 2013. I think okay. the, uh, I think that was like his, his sort of debut, and then the book itself might have started in 2014. So let let's go somewhere around then. Okay. So this is this is a very different take on Ghost Rider. I can tell. Uh, like I said, I just read all these, so it's all fresh. Uh, Robbie Reyes is a high school student in East LA. He is Hispanic. He lives, uh, for those of you that don't know, East L.A. is the really bad part of Los Angeles. It's, you know, the ghetto, the, you know, the the, the low-income section. Hmm. And it's, you know, there's, you know, and I've never been there, so I'm just going by what I see on TV and reading the news and whatnot. You know, it's uh, rife with gang activity and drugs and crime and 
Bas- you know, uh, basically, the, a lot of the riots usually start there. And Derek is probably uh, pulling his hair out at this point. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's considered the bad section of L.A. We'll just leave it at that. Um, he his parents have abandoned him and his uh, handicapped brother who is mentally and physically handicapped. Uh, They get picked on in school. And he works to support his brother and himself, uh, pay the rent, and has a job at a uh, uh, car shop, an auto body shop. And basically, at one point, he decide he decides he's gonna. There's a car in there that he's very attracted to. He breaks into the shop one night, takes it out to go earn some money street racing. And then when he's bringing it back, uh, or uh, while he's racing, the there are people looking for this car and what is in the trunk, and they kind of run him into an alley shoot him full of lead and burn the car after taking what's out of the out of the truck I guess and that's how the first issue ends and it's like me uh, turns out that in the next issue you see the flaming car you see uh, the flaming skull you see the ghost rider and there's two voices talking out of the ghost rider so it's sort of a firestorm style thing mm-hmm. you have you have Danny Reyes, and then you have this uh, other voice. And the other voice is named Eli. AKA. So Doom? Yeah, it's so Doom. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so Doom. So, my co-host so, from the beach. <laughs> and, you know, they, they track people down. That You know, there's the fire, there's the brimstone, there's lots of whips, but there's no motorcycle. Yeah. It's this badass car, and they uh, they called it so. I mean, it's supposed to be a Dodge Charger, but I think they called it like uh, a Dome Charmer or something like that. Okay, <laughs> I spotted it in one of the issues, and basically, uh, they they are chasing down the. There is a group. There is a paramilitary group. Uh, that wants these pills back and there's a drug dealer that had stolen all these drugs and the leader of the the uh the gang that stole the drugs his name is grumpy and uh what happens if you take these pills you turn into a hulk-like uh monstrosity with super strength and uh uh you know there there is a battle between him and Grumpy, and basically Grumpy overdose because he takes more pills and then uh, starts puking and passes out. Uh, actually, no, I think that's the other. That's the paramilitary group. Now, the paramilitary group. Do you know who's leading the paramilitary group? Mm, no. Want to take a guess? Um, Talbot. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Cal. Calvin Zabo, Mr. Hyde. So Mr. Hyde has been broken out of prison by this paramilitary group, taken to L.A., and he he says, screw New York, 
The Kingpin can have it. There's too many heroes. There's too many villains. There's not a big enough piece of the pie. I'm going over to the best coast. Screw the East Coast. I'll go to the best coast, the West Coast, <laughs> and start my criminal empire here. And Cal and this paramilitary group uh, are his main nemesis throughout all 12 issues. So there is a sh- another S.H.I.E.L.D. tie. Yeah, because obviously Cal is Daisy's dad. Daisy's dad. And now obviously on the TV show, it's worth remembering that he has had his mind wiped and he's currently a vet. Somewhere in the Midwest, yes. Yes. So whether or not... Um, there's any reference or that plays into it that'll be interesting uh Mm, yeah at some point uh johnny blaze shows up as the ghost rider because he senses there's another uh, ghost rider out there now and has to Mm. look into it and where in the past you know the previous ghost riders him danny catch a couple of the other ones there's usually only one mind in, in control of the body at a time. It's either the demon as Ghost Rider or it's Johnny Blaze or uh, Danny Catch in human form. In this one, he, he, he could sense that there were two minds actually controlling the body and it would, uh, and at certain points would take control of the Ghost Rider pers- uh, body. And... Hmm. Uh, also, in the past, it's been a demon. It turns out that this uh, this other voice, this Eli, that, uh, you know, at first you get he might be sort of helping Danny Reyes. I don't, no, it's Robbie Reyes, right? It's Robbie Reyes. Yeah, uh, Robbie Reyes, yeah. Is helping Robbie Reyes and, you know, trying to make him feel comfortable with these new abilities and you know, we can work together. Turns out, uh, and Robbie originally, after he beats the gang and uh, sends uh, Zabo packing, he kind of starts using his abilities to uh, win car races. And, okay. <laughs> you know, basically make a life that's better for him and his his brother. And Eli keeps bitching, saying we have to go out, we have to get vengeance, yada yada yada. Uh, we need to, ch- you know, we need to be. You're not using your abilities to uh, to their full extent. All you're doing is providing for your family. Um, eventually, Eli takes over the body, and he's a badass. And it turns out that he is a former mob hitman slash serial killer. Uh, who was a Satanist. <laughs> okay. And just a really, really bad guy. So Johnny Blaze helps Robbie learn how to... Basically, if if uh, Robbie gets angry, uh, Eli is going to take over the body. So he has to try and uh, channel his anger and uh, try and keep control and not let things get out of control. And so it was a 12-issue series. It introduced the character. 
at the end, they uh, Eli gets to kill the guy that he really wants to, even though uh, Robbie has been trying not to kill people. And they come to the agreement that, fine, you find me the world's worst killers, rapists, nastiest scum of the earth, and we can kill them. And that's kind of where the story ended. But so, the, I mean, that the, kind of patches him up as like kind of like the Punisher. Yeah, he's like yeah. A, a Punisher on fire. Yeah, <laughs> with a kill car. So, yes, and so the the big difference is between this. So it'll be interesting to see. Do we do they do the dual personality thing? Uh, is it a demon? Is it you know the serial killer? And and how they play that off uh, in in this series. So, so this character, uh, Robbie Reyes, is, he's not an Inhuman then? Because I thought he was an Inhuman. No mention of the Inhumans. Oh, okay, right. I, was, I, was, I don't know. I, I'm sure I mentioned that in, in the show before. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he was an Inhuman. But, yeah, I mean, if they don't mention it in the book, then yeah, he must not be. I'm trying to see if they say anything. Um, also, uh, yes, you can. the car's trunk works as like a teleportation device. Which is cool. Well, that's yep. kind of like cloak. So, wonder but, where it goes. Where does it teleport you to? Anywhere you want. I mean, he he actually uh, in one of the when there was a uh, when the war broke out between the paramilitary and the gang in in Robbie's neighborhood, he uh, you know rescued his brother, put him in the trunk, and it bounced him. To uh, the the auto the garage, the car garage okay. he works at. Mm. So basically, wherever I, I guess it's to wherever he wants uh, to drop him off. Uh, it mm. also turns out that uh, let's see, e- a couple other things to mention. Uh, Eli was either an uncle or a very good friend of Robbie's parents. Mm-hmm. Robbie's mother did not like him. Uh, his dad Understandable. tried to make uh, excuses. And then uh, Eli is trying to do things to goad Danny into losing it. Mm. And then he mentions at one point that, oh, yeah, and I kicked your, I kicked your mom down the stairs uh, while she was pregnant. Okay. <laughs> You know, it, it. You know, she didn't lose the baby, but she did hit her. Her stomach did hit pretty hard on the steps, and then mm. he has the mentally challenged, uh, physically handicapped little brother. Mm. So, and I, th- I, and I think uh, he lost it there. So, it's an interesting character. It'll be interesting to. So, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him, in. Um, in the in the show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll be really interested to see if they do this uh, like split personality thing. Like, yeah, that's that's a hard, that's a kind of hard sale to do that. Well, you just have two different voices. I mean, no, I mean, I just mean like if they go down this whole serial killer route, it's a really interesting like character if they manage to like put that in. Like we have a kind of a guy sort of try to do right by his family and whatnot, juxtaposed with this serial killer guy. That's quite interesting. Yeah. It actually seemed like it might be, you know, it looked like they had a good place for the comic book to go, but uh, one of the things I noticed with Marvel these days is nothing lasts, you know, 
all that mm. long anymore. Yeah, I think if it, if the book isn't selling that well once it's once they've told the story, they're like, well, that's us done. No more needed. I mean, hell, I I have issues, you know, three and four hundred of Spider Man and Thor and things like that, and now it's lucky if anything makes it to twenty five or fifty. Yeah, I don't. I know, like a number one always sells, but. Yeah, I would rather they just continued on with the the current storylines. Because, I mean, they could have continued on and on and on forever with all the stories and interweaved everything in. But they just, they decided to renumber, which uh, I don't like. It. But that is your primer on Ghost Rider. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing him. Yeah. Two days. We know that he definitely kills people on the show. That's a hundred percent confirmed. Yes, because they meant they've mentioned it in some of the the uh, the promo stuff they've put out that he definitely kills people and uh, supposedly rips someone's spine out. And I'm not sure that we actually see that on the uh, on the show, but it's definitely mentioned. Yeah, which is pretty brutal. I don't think we'll see that though. even even with the ten o'clock. Uh, start time. I don't think they'll they'll show that. No, I think that's a safe bet. Mm. So, all right, we had two tweets, Andy. Mm-hmm. Both from Tim Hernandez. One one with Thor's new outfit. Thor's real <laughs> Thor's real superpower. He makes new outfits all the time. <laughs> yeah, I I assume that someone back in Asgard is making these outfits for him. Hey, he's who knows? Personal, maybe personal Taylor. Yeah, he's got to he's got to come up with his half of the rent, man. <laughs> yep, he needs to needs to give Daryl his uh, monthly check. And then he also sent us a link where uh, James Gunn discusses uh, that he wants to make uh, Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. two the greatest spectacle film of all time, and I wholeheartedly encourage him on that. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Guns Galaxy was a really good movie, so I can't wait to see what he does with the second one. So yes, and that that that's what next spring, right? Yes. Yeah, next year, next year. So I mean, we've got three movies next year: Thor, Spider Man, and Guardians Two. That's that's gonna be that's a good year, like those three movies. I mean, this year we had Civil War and, and Doctor Strange. Ant, wait, Ant-Man was last year? Yeah, last year. Last year, yep. Yeah, so this year we had uh, Civil War and Doctor Strange, which is pretty decent, but next year is going to be better for the movies. <coughs> so, all right. I guess we're done, Andy. Oh, yeah. We yeah, the tweets. I think so, I think so. No reviews, so. Guys, please, if you get a chance, go over to iTunes, leave us a review, tell us what you like, what you don't. And you can also hit our Facebook and page over at Agents of Shield Cast and our Twitter feed at Cast the Shield. Leave us messages there. We will read them on the air, good, bad, or indifferent. So, yes, uh, worth noting as well. Just a, a friendly heads up that Luke Cage is coming very soon, thirtieth yep. of uh, of September. Uh, all episodes will drop on on Netflix. So you both watch it then. Uh, we will have a primer coming sooner or later for that. 
more reading. So. Yeah. All right, Andy. When you're not ripping people's spine out, spines out, where can people find you? You can find me trying to rip Ali's spine out every Tuesday on 40 to Level 1. Uh, we broadcast live on allgames.com, 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time. This week's episode is the uh, the culmination of what we've been building up to for the last few months. Uh, we are This is episode 200 for us. And we are doing... Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We are usually for like our kind of milestone episodes. We usually like have like calling shows and we'll get guests on and stuff like that. We're doing something very different this one because what we're doing is we are doing the we're doing Vault Forty Two. We are we are going to determine between us the best Forty Two games of all time in numbered order, and uh, we've we've thrown in two hundred games Jesus for Christ. consideration. <laughs> and uh, we so we've got a list of 200 games sitting right now that we are going to boil down in this one show into the 42 games the best games of all time from 42 to 1 so that's going to be a very very interesting show and we're going to do it in, in the live show so two and a half hours we have to do it I think, this, I think it's going to be a good one I think there's going to be a lot of arguments yeah that's going to be a clusterfuck but yeah <laughs> Two Scottish guys arguing. One thing I've learned about <laughs> you, you guys are stubborn as mules. <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, And Ali is the most stubborn of, of all the mules. <laughs> yes. You can be a bit headstrong yourself, but God, I mean, yes. Congratulations on 200 episodes, guys. Uh, that yes. is a major milestone. One that we're coming up on this show fairly soon. And... Um, Obviously, you've done, uh, you know, obviously, B-Team is, uh, we're actually coming up on 400, but. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> But, wow, uh, congratulations. I, kn- I know how much work a weekly podcast takes, and you guys are, I always love listening to you guys, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, 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 it takes a lot to actually survive for 200 episodes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we've gone we've gone through quite a number of co-hosts and and things like that over over the years as well. So we we still the fact that we're still going, I'm I'm pretty pleased that. I don't know if I necessarily thought it would go this long, but uh, when when I when I like commit to something, like I don't do it by halves. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I enjoy doing it, I would just keep doing it. Who knew no, that this no show would in. last this long? I know. <laughs> we're, we're you know we're starting we're starting our fourth year so. All right. Yeah. Uh, I can be found on the aforementioned B Team podcast Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, on allgames.com, where we talk games, tech, some TV and movies uh, from time to time with my co host, Ryan, Fred, and Eli. Come join us. It's always a good time. And then, uh, as mentioned earlier, I have joined Knuckleballer Radio Thursday nights, 9 p.m., on allgames.com with Sean, Normie, and uh, Eli. Also from the B team, and our the last episode and from uh, and from Ghost Rider. Yes, yes, that's Rider. right. And he, yes. <laughs> Eli, if all of a sudden uh, I hear uh, Ghost Rider say, "What's up, bitches? It's over, man." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all, all we need is that, and then uh, we we know Ghost Eli is Ghost Rider. So, yep. but. Um, <laughs> 
and I, I just can't do the was up bitches as good as he does it, but, uh, <laughs> check it out. Uh, the latest episode up on the, uh, up on the feed is Chip and Normie two, my, uh, or Chip and Normie three, cause it was just Normie and I, uh, last week or two weeks ago, my Ken doll has a penis and this <laughs> week's episode, it, which should be up any minute now, it, if, they used my title, and I don't know if they did or not. Should be Landing Strip Barbie. So go check it out. <laughs> Take that for what it is. Okay. Yes. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we will see you next week. And I don't. I really don't care what you're doing with your Barbie and Ken dolls. Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys. <laughs>